Hello, everybody, and welcome to Socks on Tap. This is Tony Marchese. I'm joined by Andrew Kinsler. Andrew, we're talking about another White Sox winner tonight. The Sox take down the Rangers by a score of 5-4 to four down in Texas. How you feeling tonight, bud? Tony, it's great stuff, man. Uh, once again, we're one game away from that dreaded 500 mark, and it's great to see our boy Zach Collins do some great stuff there in uh, – his first major league start there so he was hitting in the eighth spot and played dh today and he hit an absolute bomb out there to pretty much straight center field uh and what i thought was a great at bat uh i don't know if you you wanted to get into that right now i mean i'm on the zach collins train right now yeah we're gonna get right into that but i just want to i want to hone in on a little thing you said you said the dreaded 500 mark doesn't it feel like we're trying to get in the car and every time we get up to the car, somebody drives just a little bit further, and we keep playing this game. Like, they almost let us into the car when we got to 500 the other, I think it was like, what, last week? We got in the car for like two seconds, but before we can even put our ass down, the car was driving away, we fell right out. That's what this feels like. This is, yeah, this dreaded 500 mark is definitely a thing. Um, and we'll see if we can get there tomorrow, but more on that later. Yeah, let's talk, let's talk Zach Collins. First start for Zach Collins in the major leagues. And what does he do? First at bat of the night, just absolutely obliterates a ball out into center field. Um, you know, that, that, had, that had so much power, so much power. It's impressive to see, um, you know, and he starts his career off with a walk against the Cubs on uh, Wednesday night. And then the next at bat is a home run. Uh, one of the things that you know we were, I personally was monitoring in in Sox Twitter was a lot of people were talking about how you know, Zach Collins could be a frustrating player with this plate approach. It's a good way to make a good impression on White Sox Twitter by taking a walk and then going yard in your first two at bats. Um, definitely, definitely a good good uh, good way to start it off, and then then ease into the three strikeouts he had later. In the yeah. Game. But, um, you know, it just I want to hear your thoughts on Zach Collins because I think that this is a player who can actually add some, you know, a, a different element to this White Sox club that we're not getting from somebody else. Yeah, so I completely agree. So, yeah, that was an absolute bomb. That was great to see. Uh, you know, we don't have to talk too much about the rest of his plate appearance the rest of the day, even though his second at-bat, I believe it was, he did hit the ball hard. It was just right into the shift. But, yeah, three more strikeouts the rest of the way for him. As you said, that's what we're going to see quite a bit from him. But either way, congrats on that home run. And as you mentioned, you know, he's a guy that 
is really known for his play discipline and a guy that really knows when a good pitch is about to come and you know he's able to lay off those close borderline pitches as um as like has been shown by his high on base percentage in the minor leagues and it was very fitting that he did start off his career with a walk but um this first at bat today where he he hit the home run um it was about a great approach as you could expect a young guy like him to have so the first two pitches, he was able to work the count to 2-0 and on two pretty borderline pitches that you might see some of these young prospects come up and just hack at right away. So the first pitch, outside corner, fastball, he was able to lay off there. But then the second pitch was a really good curveball there from the starter, Hirado, that started out as a strike, but then it left the zone pretty quickly. A, a lot of these swing-heavy like prospects that you would see, you know, like a Javier Baez or a, a player like that, you would see them swing and miss at that, but not Collins. You know, he was able to see that that was coming and then wait for a good pitch and then eventually work the count to two and two, and then he hit that home run. But, yeah, he does add a new element to this lineup. We can talk about this more extensively, but, uh, you know, yeah, you know we're what- starting to score more runs. It's without someone named Yonder Alonso. I'll let you get into that a little bit. Yeah, one of the things, though, on, on Zach Callen's game is, you know, eventually this is the type of guy that you could see move up in the order a little bit um, and and try and get into that first inning and have that opposing pitcher throw some pitches. Imagine Yoan Moncada and Zach Collins at the top of an order in the first inning. Those guys take a lot of pitches. They've got a great command of the strike zone. And you know you get through that first inning. If, if you're if if you're an opposing pitcher and you have to face both of these guys, I mean you could have ten pitch at bats to to both of them within the first. You're already burned through twenty pitches just on two guys. I know you're probably not going to bat Zach Collins third in the lineup where you've got uh, you know Eli Jimenez and Jose Abreu currently, but he does have that kind of power. I I, I kind of see Zach Collins maybe topping off at at a at a five spot at at this current point, but as his game grows. You may see Zach Collins as your number three, four hitter, and Yohan Moncada up at number two. So just remember, like that's that's something that that is a potential for the future. Um, right now, I still see him more as a five through seven guy, um, especially in this order that we have right now. Um, you're not going to displace McCann at this point in time. Nobody's displacing Abreu or Jimenez, um, and you know, I I just I think that when you have guys like this in your lineup. Um, especially early on in the game. This is a good way to get into the opponent's bullpen. So I really like what I see. And you talked about that battle that he had before he hit that home run. That was a really good at-bat. That was a solid at-bat. Um, so I like that. Now let's move on to the Andre Alonzo thing that you just talked about. Um, you and I kind of discussed this out on Twitter in the in the open air earlier today. Um, you think Yonder's on the way out. I do too. Um, it's... It's not looking good for a guy that's now getting consistently benched. And not only that, the pinch hit opportunities have been few and far between for him. So uh, I don't know how soon this is coming. I don't know if it's actually going to come. But my guess is shortly after July 1st. And I, I put my reasoning out on Twitter. Um, you can go find that if, if you're interested. But I think that 
when Wellington Castillo does eventually get activated from the IL, you're going to see a move for Yonder Alonso being DFA'd. That's just my gut feeling based on the usage that he's had over the past week or two. Um, I don't know how you feel about it. I'm pretty sure you feel the same way, Andrew. It, it's The writing's on the wall. Yeah, so I agree with everything that you just said there. First, I'll go back a little bit to what you said about Zach Collins being a guy that can really work these counts along with Yohan Mankata. Yeah, I mean, I could see him as a guy eventually being up there towards the top of the order because especially mainly due to the fact on what you said and that he can really make these pitchers work and they'll be coming out of, out of the first inning with you know at least uh, 20 or so pitches. That's pretty tough to come back from as well as the fact that it allows the rest of the guys to really see what the pitcher has in store that day, what's working for him, what's not. So it, 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 gives, it gives the following hitters a much better chance to see what's going on there. But yeah, as you mentioned, Yonder Alonso. So we both talked about this today. Uh, you did mention your reason. Um, July 1st is the celebrity bowling outing for Yonder Alonso to benefit charity. So I think maybe he'll be around until after that, which we both think. And yeah, that does line up perfectly with Wellington Castillo coming back from the IL um, as long as there's no setbacks and things go any longer than it's expected to. But I actually have a piece coming out today about how I mentioned Zach Collins really does bring more stability to this lineup, allows the White Sox to do more and actually give some guys um, the occasional break in the DH spot. So I mentioned that Zach Collins could see quite a bit of time in the designated hitter role, but you could also see him back uh, behind the plate getting some reps there, which is his primary position. You would like to see him learn from James McCann, but then he can also play a little bit of first base as well. And then even if you do have the two catchers, him and James McCann in the same lineup, one catching and one at uh, the DH, if you keep Wellington Castillo, that also eliminates the risk of the possibility that if the catcher has to exit the game, then they would then void the DH role, which is actually what happened about a week ago whenever Wellington Castillo got tossed from the game while James McCann was at, at the DH. So especially as an American League team and as we've seen how tough the strategy can be when there is no DH role, as we've seen in some of our interleague games uh, the past few days against the Cubs, you don't really want to give up that privilege there. No. And here's something that I did, just kind of comes to mind. Um, when we did the show the other night with uh, with Johnny, we talked about the, the Zach Collins call-up and what that meant and if we thought that he was going to stick around or not. And here's the difference between Zach Collins and Sebi Zavala. Sebi Zavala came up, and you only saw some in-game action as a pinch hitter and behind the plate. And I think he got one opportunity to start behind the plate, and that was about it. Zach Collins is DHing at this point in time over Yonder Alonso, the guy who's been the DH from the start of the year. That tells me that Ricky Renteria in this front office believes that Zach Collins' bat right now is better 
and gives the Sox a better chance to win than Yonder Alonso does. So yeah. I don't foresee them bringing Wellington Castillo back and just sending Zach Collins down. Yeah, I For that reason alone. That. You talk about how Zach Collins can be versatile. You know, the having a catcher who can play first base, DH, and catch, you know, even if his defense isn't up to snuff, you kind of get that Buster Posey feel. You know what I mean? That that guy that can kind of rotate around a little bit. That's that's huge. You play fantasy. You play fantasy baseball. You know how it is to make a lineup. I'm not saying that it's the equivalent of real baseball. When you have a guy that's flexible, that can fit into multiple slots, he's all the more valuable to your lineup. So you make a great point, Andrew, when you talk about how you know his versatility here is going to help this team. And I don't think that that's something that you just get rid of for a guy who's less versatile at this point in time, especially if his bat is major league ready. Uh, there's no reason that he doesn't stick here. Yeah, I agree with that too. And it also comes with the point that if Yonder Alonso keeps on getting these at-bats, that means that his one-year option vest that is contingent upon those plate appearances. So I don't think anyone really wants that, except for Yonder, who, I mean, I'm sure will take an extra one-year, nine or so million there, but uh, that would not be ideal for us as a team here and our future goals but we know how um, far away he is from that option vesting i I, I don't know what that how many plate appearances i think it's he needs it's 550 so i mean he's still got a ways to go but if he were to play consistently and you know he's been staying healthy i think you know he would be able to reach it but um yeah you know at least what it's looking like is hopefully we're not going to be in that position there. But yeah, also that was something that I touched on in the blog that I'll have coming out in that um, he wouldn't be seeing these DH spots if it wasn't for him being up here for good. Um, I think that that just wouldn't be happening. As you said, it didn't happen with Sebi Zavala. And then we also mentioned that um, Rick Hahn has always stated that the players he calls up isn't always by or it's it's not based on the need at the major league level it's just based on whether or not the prospect himself it is in fact ready and we've seen that held true that you know we're pretty much trotting out these just pretty much pitching machine type pitchers each and every day other than when it's a, a Lucas Giolito start and we're waiting on Dylan Cease down there in in uh, the minor leagues and he hasn't been called up. Whereas the catcher spot, you can argue, it's not as big of a need here for us with you know how well James McCann has done this year. It was just based on Zach Collins being ready. And especially with these big-name guys, Rick has always said that he wants these guys up in the major leagues when they're ready, and he wants them up to stay. So I think that that's how that's going to be there. But um, there's also you know some other pieces to this game I wanted to talk about. And... Uh, that's Reynaldo Lopez. So, you know, pretty much your typical Raylo start today. I guess the control was a little bit better, only the one walk there, but uh, control in the strike zone was a big issue. I mean, it didn't really show as much on the scoreboard, only the three runs, but he got tattooed. I mean, the uh, like two run bomb by Nomar Mazzara, he's a. 
on like the season, he's a 431 slugging percentage. That's not necessarily blistering power there. And he hit a 505 foot home run to the second deck. And then same with Rugned Odor. He's been a pretty cold hitter this year. Just absolutely crushed the ball. And then, you know, even some of the outs and uh, some of the foul balls there, they were just loud, hardly hit balls. So things aren't looking good here for Raylo still. Nope, and there's no signs of anything changing with him at this point in time. Um, the strikeout numbers, again, down. Uh, I don't like to see anything less than six strikeouts for Raylo. Uh, I, I know he's got the stuff to do it. We've seen it before. I've said this over and over again. He needs to get outs himself in order to be effective. And, you know, two home runs on the night. I know he only gave up one walk, but... Ray Ronaldo Lopez was extremely lucky to get out of this game only giving up three runs. It could have been far worse. It could have been far worse, especially the way the ball was flying out of the ballpark tonight. Raylo, I don't know what to do with this at this point in time. I don't think that we're going to get much better. We're going to have really good Raylo, and we're going to have really bad Raylo. Um, and then we're going to have somewhere in between Raylo. And I think that's what we got tonight was somewhere in between um, Raylo, and it doesn't seem like the Sox are going to send him down in favor of anybody else at this point. There's really not any other options. I mean, what do you you send down Reynaldo Lopez to get Cease up here? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, that you know, I think he is pretty much up here for the time being. I mean, I think in my mind, the rest of this season for him is just a tryout to really see what he can do to see if he has any sliver of what he had for the last part of last season and can be a possible piece of this rotation because the way I I look at it, there's at least three rotation spots right now that are pretty much guaranteed for next year, I guess, barring some sort of major issue here. And those are Lucas Giolito, Cease and Kopech. Right. The rest of that, Partway through, you're going to get Rodon back, and then I think they should, and I think they will, you know, hopefully go after some of these pretty solid free agent starting pitchers there that they could control for a few years there. So that leaves like a maximum of one open spot. Other than that, he really just figures to be depth. So he needs to really force the issue if he wants that, but I just don't. I don't see the fire in him. I don't see – I mean, he has to know this, but I just don't see it as a motivating fact for him. It just looks just looks like the same, and it just doesn't seem to fluster him. He just seems content with the way things are going, and that's not what you want to see. So No, it's not. And, you know, we're getting really ahead of ourselves, I think, tonight a little bit um, with, with future lineups and, and other stuff. But – one of the things too here is you got to realize that Dane Dunning is going to be knocking at the door at some point over the next year. Um, he's another one. So there's going to be plenty of options to rotate through. Not all these guys are going to work out. We all know that we've seen it before. Obviously we're going through the struggles right now with Reynaldo Lopez. So he's got a few months to write the course and it's in his court at this point in time, the bullpen today though, that was something that we need to really talk about. This was a very, very effective bullpen. 
the bullpen gave up two hits all night. Just two hits. A co- uh, <laughs> one run was charged to Bomber. But other than that, this was a flawless bullpen tonight. They shortened the game again. We talked about this when we were on uh, after that Cubs victory. We have the ability to shorten these ball games. We did it tonight. We're going to continue to do this all season. The difference tonight was we ad- we added two names into this little mix that we normally do in Jace Fry and the return of Calvin Herrera. So how do you feel about this bullpen right now? I mean, I feel great. Uh, so really coming into this season, if you were to say that the main guys right now or the main guys that really have been the ones carrying it lately were Aaron Bummer and Evan Marshall. I mean, I don't think I would really believe that. It seemed like at the start of the year, other than parts of the back end of the bullpen, that this bullpen was going to have a little bit of trouble. But right now, I mean, there's five guys that we can talk about that have either been like fully there consistently this year or have as of late, really started to step it up. So we're going to talk about Jace Fry and uh, like Kelvin Herrera. So Jace Fry, an inning and two-thirds, only the one hit, but four strikeouts. He is really starting to step it up again. He's really starting to look like, you know, that guy that we thought he could be last year. So it's just really these lefties, man. I, I love seeing Bummer and Fry go, you know, more than an inning and just really get a lot of outs, get some quick outs, and, you know, be able to, earn those strikeouts there and then it was nice to see Marshall and Herrera come in in those big spots and just really nail out those like last outs of the inning there and then of course Colome so he had a little bit of a shaky start to the inning there but he really settled in there yeah he got bailed out by a a really slick turn double play uh to end the ball game but Colome also Tonight, with his 16th save in a row, now holds the White Sox record for most consecutive saves saves to start a season with 16. Pretty impressive. Um, Yeah. You know, and the last guy, the guy that he took the record from, Dustin Hermanson. You know, so there's a name in White Sox history (laughs) for you. Um, I don't don't know if history will repeat itself, but... um, it's it's not looking that way, but it's it's just interesting to see. Um, you know, this is this is a good ball club we have right now. Um, the bullpen, the ability to shorten games, a really good solid ace right now. A lineup that knows how to produce runs. The main focus, pro- like the the problem point, as we just discussed, is the starting pitching. You know, tonight was an example of the bullpen really getting you that victory. Because if at any point in time this bullpen really faltered and got into any trouble, this would not have gone into extra innings. This game would have been over in the seventh, eighth inning. And, you know, without the Sox being able to battle back, they they wouldn't have had that chance in extras. I am in love with the fact that this bullpen can shut other teams down. We haven't we ha- when's the last time that you had felt confident in about five guys in a White Sox bullpen? Do you I have, don't know, a, man. Maybe do you not have even, an answer? 
maybe not even 05. I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, it's it's crazy. I mean, these guys really are good, and they are good pieces that, you know, I think for the foreseeable future, when we are contending, these are guys that you're going to want to have on this team and just, you know, hand them the ball. You know, they've been able to do it in these high-leverage games. I mean, it's not like they're doing this when we're up four or five runs. I mean, these are close ball games that they're consistently doing. And, you know, same thing goes for the game on Tuesday with the Cubs. It was a pretty similar game. High-leverage situation, uh, you know, close ball games, guys on base. And, you know, they're just flourishing. And it just keeps on getting better and better. You have to think that, you know, at, at, at some point it almost has to falter. But right now things look really great. And... I mean, you can't give these guys enough props. They really are doing their job and pretty much bailing out the starting rotation, as you've said. So, you know, props to them. Yeah, and then, I mean, one last thing to get to was we won this game on a bunt. Um, You know, White Sox Twitter hates bunting. I don't know how you, what your stance on bunting is. It's always interesting to kind of take the pulse. How did you feel about that bunt? I was I was fine with it because Yomer Sanchez was the one hitting. So I think you and I have talked about this a little bit in the past. I don't want to see bunts happen when it takes the bat out of one of our top hitters' hands, like Yohan Mankata, whenever there were times in the past whenever he would bunt. But with Yomer Sanchez, I think that's about the best so I think that's about the best outcome that you could see from that situation, I mean, it's not like you really expect him to put one in the gap and right. score score those two runs. So I think that that was good. And then it even set up the chance for the runner on first, who was Anderson, to possibly score on a potential single if like Collins was up after. But you know, obviously that didn't happen with the strikeout. But it it worked, as we've said in the past. It was a good thing because it worked so i don't know what you think about it yeah exactly you just stole the word it's right out of my mouth it was a good thing because it worked if it didn't work i feel like there'd be a full-blown meltdown going on right now on white Sox twitter and uh just through the white Sox fan base in general not even just white Sox twitter i'm I'm pretty sure that a lot of people don't appreciate some of the, the the situational bunting that ricky renteria uh employs as part of his strategy um but tonight, again, it worked. This isn't the first time that it worked. We've seen it work before. Um, I'm all about just winning ball games. I don't care, Andrew, if you if you win it on a home run, if you win it on a bunt, if you win it on a drop third strike. It doesn't matter to me. Just win the ball game, um, and that's what they did tonight. You know, a win is a win, a loss is a loss. At the end of the day, you're probably going to wipe this game away, and it's just another W or an L on this on the on the schedule sheet. And tonight it, you come away with a W. You got to do what you have to do to win every ball game. I said it before. I was recording with Buzz. Uh, I don't care what you got to do tonight. Bunt to win a ball game. Um, they bunted to win a ball game tonight. It doesn't matter. Um, you know you can you can argue strategy all you want. The results still the same. That's how I feel about it. Um, let's get into a little bit of the road ahead. Uh, we're already sitting at twenty six minutes. Uh, roughly here um tomorrow another game against the texas rangers you are going to see lance lynn versus our favorite odrissimer despagne 
Um, Woof. Yeah. I don't even want to read Odrissimer's stats. Uh, so far, 0-2 on the year. and That's all I'm going to give you. Uh, Lance Lynn, um, he's looking pretty good. 8-4, uh, and four, 4.16 ERA, 102 strikeouts on the year. He has been uh, pretty solid for the Texas Rangers. Uh, we all know who Lance Lynn is. He's been around the league for a while. Um, how are you feeling about tomorrow's ball game? A lot of runs, a lot of runs. So expect uh, expect a long ball game. Expect some pitching changes. Uh, so I mean, especially Audrey Summer. I mean, you know, he's going to throw his junk, but eventually, you know, the runs are going to give for him unless he's pulled very early. But um, you know, because in his last start, only lasted four and a third innings there against that dangerous Yankees lineup, giving up seven runs. But, um, yeah, I even see the possibility for quite a few runs off of Lance Lynn as well. So, as you've mentioned, he has had a pretty good start to the year. But even as of late, the numbers have kind of increased a little bit there. ERA has gone up over the past month. But all in all, a good professional pitcher, as you said, a guy that's been in the league for quite some time. Um, so hopefully our boys are able to get to him. Did you have a pick to click tomorrow or I guess what else did you have to say about the game tomorrow? You know, this is just going to be one of those games where the offense is going to have to win it. That's all I really have to say. Um, and I'll jump right into the pick to click with you, uh, pick to click for tomorrow. I'm going to go back to Eloy Jimenez. Um, second game in the series, he knows the stadium, um, should be kind of similar atmosphere tomorrow. Um, that ball was flying out. If he gets a hold of one, he's going to do some damage. Uh, I'm going to go back to Eloy Jimenez. Safe pick for me. Um, I tried to step out of the box with McCann today. Did not work. How about you? Um, I, I like that pick a lot. You know, I think especially with Eloy's power stroke, I could see him going yard there and, you know, just like being that force for the offense. You know, he had a good day today. He went two for five, just, you know, not as much with the power stroke. But I could see that continuing as well. For me, I'm going to go with Yohan Mankata. I mean, I think this is overall a good matchup with him. I know I picked him for Friday's game as well. You know, he did well, just, you know, not well enough for the pick to click. He had a, f- a few doubles there, scored a run, but, you know, not quite the results you want to see from a pick to click there. Um, So I think I'm going to go with Mankata again. I don't like to pick guys two days in a row, but I really do like this matchup with Lance Lynn. Um, I like him, you know, whenever he's batting lefty, I think that's always where you see a lot of his power come from. Um, And I think he's going to keep this little stretch of uh, games rolling that he's been doing pretty well. in. so I'm going to go with you on Mankata. Yeah, I I like that pick, Andrew. Um, ever since he kind of came back from that back injury over the past like two three games, um, it's been a steady improvement, and he looked he looked good tonight. He looked comfortable at the plate. He was driving the ball. Everything looked back to normal with him. Um, it's it's gonna be another hot stretch. I could see it coming for Yohan Moncada. Uh, he he just seems dialed in right now, and I think he's gonna only get better over the course of the next week or two which could be one of those um one of those things that can carry the white Sox through this tough stretch of games 
Um, so it's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I mean, I think the rest of this offense should be seeing quite a bit of that heat stroke too. Uh, I think right now, as as we've mentioned quite a bit with how balanced it is now, just the resurgence that Zach Collins provides with, you know, just having a- another solid left-handed bat in that lineup. And I think it's going to keep on uh, getting even better here with John Jay hopefully coming back soon. That's just, you know, not a great bat in, in like the lineup, <laughs> but at, at, at least an improvement over some of these guys that we have going on here. Uh, I just think it provides a lot more flexibility. I think he'd be a reasonable either leadoff hitter or a guy towards the bottom of the order to really turn things over there. So I'm excited for what this lineup has coming up. I know you are too. I am. I'm sorry to laugh, but the the whole John Jay situation at this point in time is just laughable. Um, He's just having his extended spring training down there in AAA Charlotte. No, the funny part to me, the funny part to me is that one of his good buddies, Yonder Alonso, will probably be off the team right around the same time he arrives, and that's kind of cool to me. Hey, we can only hope, man. Cheers to that. That would be ideal. Well, Andrew, it's always a it's always a good time to talk about a White Sox winner, as we like to say. Um, but you know, anything else you have to to discuss tonight with the listeners? Because I'm ready to close this one down myself. I think I've I've said my piece. Just another good win. It was a bullpen win. Um, the offense came through. You always like to see your team pull it out in extra innings. This was a good night. Good night for the White Sox. And we're one away from that 500 mark. So. Do you have anything else? Great night. I mean, as you said, love that win in extra innings. I think before this game, we actually had less games that, or we had less games that went to extra innings. Or shit, here. Yeah, it was less games that went to extra innings than we did. Right. uh, Games that were called short due to rain and weather. I got twisted there. But, yep, exactly. That's what happened there. So great to see us be able to pull that one out there. Uh, That's about all I have there other than let's go White Sox. Let's go White Sox. 